when you sign up for a ministry in your church, do you stick with it even when it gets tough? Joe Hanley gives us an example of church leaders from Asia who show us that we can stay committed to God's call even when it's hard. Some of them have had to send their children to other countries to get high school education because of the death threats on their lives. I've literally talked to their children who are deathly afraid for their parents. Mom, Dad, why you stay there? You've, you've got a ticket out. You know people in the West, you could easily go out, and yet they feel committed to stay. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and we're in our studio in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, with the leader of a ministry training church leaders. Uh, And we're going to talk about what they do. Joe Handley is the president of Asian Access. Joe, welcome to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. It's great to be with you, Todd. Pleasure to be here. Joe, the the website for Asian Access says, or, or as you talk about the work of Asian Access, you say, building the capacity of kingdom leaders. How, how do you do it? So we have a two-year process where we choose 12 to 15 leaders that we invest in through various retreats. They go through eight retreats over two to three years, and in those retreats, they last about four days, roughly. We invest deeply in the character formation uh, side of people. Um, and then we cover various topics in those areas of personal growth, ministry growth, kingdom growth, you know, advancing the, the work of Christ. How does accountability play into this? Because I know you're talking about small groups of people that are going through this process together. How much of this is what I learned from the, the trainer and how much of this is what I learned from the guy sitting next to me? So let me tell you a story that illustrates this. Uh, recently, my wife and I were teaching in uh, Bhutan. And it was a marriage and family uh, session. And one of the wives stood up uh, after about three days and she said, you know, I was really skeptical of this Asian access thing. <laughs> you know, my, my husband's a pretty well-known pastor in the country and he's gone to everything. And, and, and you, know, you know, he goes to these amazing seminars and stuff and he hears a lot of information, but nothing really changes. And so I was really skeptical of sending him, but, you know, all his buddies and they, they said, he must go, he must go, he must go. And so I let him go. And now I'm here at this retreat. And after three days, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> we really dig into each other's <laughs> lives. This, this isn't just talking heads, you know. So what we do is we create a context, a community learning experience where people not only learn from my wife and I who are teaching that week or whoever the faculty might be, but they're learning from one another. And they're getting pretty nitty-gritty in, the, in each other's lives. In fact, uh, about, oh, man, six months ago, I was in Chennai, India. And I was just happened to be coming through town. So the director there said, hey, let's get together the alumni from the city. And so he had me speak, and then he broke us up into small groups and just pray for each other. And he happened to put me in a group that little did I know the two men had been in the same cohort. And they said, you know, you're not going to believe this, but before we went through the process of Asian Access, we really were Lone Rangers. We didn't trust anybody. 
And uh, since graduating, the two of us are best of friends. And he and one guy said he knows every, all my junk and I know all his junk and we meet twice a month going over our junk, you know. So that gives you a little flavor of how we kind of take things deeper. How do you cross cultures, or or how do you? I mean, we think of you know leadership experts in America. I think particularly like John Maxwell or right. Jack Welch or one of these guys who you say, well, that that's a leader. How much of what they say or what even what you say as an American mm-hmm. applies directly to the pastor in Bhutan or the pastor in India? So the principles tend to relate across the board. The challenge is for most of us, especially Westerners teaching in those kinds of contexts, is we don't focus on the principles. We focus more on the illustrations or the the kind of, uh, you know, five points we have for this or that. <laughs> five points for everything. Exactly. <laughs> you know, whether it's a three-point sermon or 15 points to be a great leader. So we try to overcome that by focusing more on the principle level and kind of digging into Scripture itself. Of course, we tell stories to illustrate, but always we have a cultural informant that's right alongside. And increasingly so, our faculty over time become indigenous leaders. So today in Japan, all of our faculty are Japanese. In China, all of our faculty are Chinese. And so increasingly, you have local folks that are doing it, makes it extremely seamless. But even when I'm teaching, like a few weeks ago in Bhutan, you know, we're going over stuff, and we went over something that was a huge gap. Uh, in terms of Western versus, you know, South Asian. And that gap was the idea of in the Bible, Old Testament, of leave and cleave. You know, you leave your parents and you cleave to your wife. Well, in that context, basically what happens is wives leave their family and move in with their with their husband's family. So the mother-in-law <laughs> runs everything. And so how do you really leave and cleave, right? right? And so we, we had a cultural informant help them navigate the difference between what my wife and I faced and what they face. Yeah. And the principle carries over, exactly. even though the how you how it plays out in that culture. Right. The reason that you're here at Voice of the Martyrs, and we're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Joe Handley. He's the president of Asian Access. The reason you're here at Voice of the Martyrs is because we cross over. Our, our work crosses over. Some of the countries that, that Voice of the Martyrs is helping persecuted Christians, Asian Access is training Christian leaders. Right. How do you bring this training into that kind of context where, you know, pastor, we want you to be an effective leader. We want you to be great at planting churches, but also you might go to jail tomorrow. How does that play into what Asian Access does? So let me tell a story, and then I'll, I'll transition into why I'm here. The story is, a few years ago, I was in Vietnam, and I took my daughters with me so they could experience what happens in Asian Access. And that week, uh, one of the alums, one of the, one of the graduating pastors, their Bible school was raided. The uh, police completely beat up everyone in the Bible school. Wow. And this leader says, just out of the blue, you know, we thank God when we're persecuted. And my daughters are like, those people just got beat up. You know, this is not cool. What, what's up what with this What part guy? are you thankful for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and he says, he says, you know, what they do is the exact opposite of what they want. 
they expect this to create fear in people. But what it does is it creates curiosity. Why in the world would you do something so bad and so mean to this nice guy? And so everyone flocks to the church. Wow. Everyone flocks to believers saying, what happened? What? Yeah. Why'd they do this Why to the you? Why'd they put so him in jail? Why'd they beat him up? And, and so, you know, this is the context in which Asian access increasingly finds itself in. Our specialty really is building the capacity of leaders to accelerate them in the mission that God has called them to. But when persecution and pressure is happening, that acceleration gets pitched. We've been asked to help come alongside in areas of persecution, pressure. And so we're looking at the world today saying, who's good at this? And of course, Voice of the Martyrs, <laughs> Richard Wormbrandt, you guys are like, you know, all stars, right? <laughs> so we're here to explore the idea of, can we get some help from you guys? And, you know, if we can offer help back, you know, we're, we're happy to make that a reciprocal thing. But that's the main reason we're here. And you talked about integrity and you talked about humility, mm. but are there some other, maybe what I would call switch flippers that once a guy gets a hold or a lady gets a hold of this concept, it just exponentially helps their ministry? Are there some things like that that you've seen? Right. There's two things that really make a profound difference in the life of Asian Access. One I mentioned earlier, it's the idea of walking deep, deeply with Jesus. Most pastors, after five, ten years of ministry, that really gets crowded out, and they've, in some cases, lost their first love, and they're ready for burnout, or they just hit a wall, and they don't know what else to do. And the first thing we do is drive them back to an intense personal walk with Jesus. And every alum I've talked to has said that's so transformational. One guy, we call him Saddam Hussein. Uh, it's because he looks like Saddam Hussein. <laughs> he literally, if you saw him, you'd say, wow, that's Saddam. You know, um, He's actually Nepali. And uh, he, he was you know, being selected for the Asian Access batch years ago. And the leader saw him as a person of potential, but someone who was really on the edge. And actually, we didn't know. He was completely a burnout. He had been the most successful church planter in his entire region in Nepal. I think he had planted 20, 30 churches already. Wow. And this is before Asian Access. He comes in and confesses in the first week, I'm dead and I'm ready to give up. In fact, I'm not even sure I want to live anymore. And through the process of Asian Access, he realized that he had focused most of his ministry on his own strength. You know, in ministry, I'm a pastor. So after a while, you get good at what you do. Right. And you could lean in your own strengths, right? And he had been doing that, but le that led him to burnout. And so over the course of the sessions, he learned that he needed to spend quality time with Jesus every day. And then he invited his wife in. He and his wife were on the fritz, you know? <laughs> and, and so his wife started spending time praying and reading the Bible every morning. And next thing you know, their marriage was renewed. And their life started to spring forth, new living waters. And since graduating, the guy had planted another 30 churches. Wow. And he told me, he's probably in his mid-50s. And, you know, in, in Nepal, I believe the life expectancy is another 15 years, maybe 20. He said, by the time I die, I want to have planted 100 churches. 
Wow. And that's his, you know, strategic <laughs> plan he wrote. But all of it came from this core idea. Walking deeply with Jesus is so life. You know, it's it's simple. Abide in me and you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do You can do nothing. nothing. <laughs> and you know, as we talked earlier, that principles cross culture and cross language. Exactly. And that's a principle for us as Americans Absolutely. as well. <laughs> are you walking with Jesus? Is what you're doing growing out of your relationship with Jesus? Or are you relying on, hey, you know, I'm pretty good at this. I don't really need Jesus to step in. Exactly. That's the pathway to burnout. So that's a good lesson from Joe Handley. He is the president of Asian Access Ministry, and uh, they train leaders around the world what are some of the stories that you've heard from your pastors and leaders specifically about persecution? Because that's obviously our focus here at Voice of the Martyrs Radio. What are they going through as they plant these churches, as they grow in their leadership? Right. So, you know, the country of Nepal has been one of the fastest growing churches on planet Earth over the last 30-some years, some would argue. And in that context, that was a Hindu kingdom. And the Hindu king was thrown out years ago, and, and a, you know, a Maoist government took over, and the, the Hindu radicals didn't like that idea, so they started fighting the government, and, and they also didn't like the fact that the church was growing so fast. And so they started pressuring the church. Uh, the leaders of Asian Access in that country and many of our alum have been pressured to the extent of death threats. And then the threats of church bombings, they've actually had to call the police in to protect them. And thank God they have pretty good relationships with the, the government, uh, despite it being Maoist right. government and whatnot. But in those contexts of death threats, uh, church bombings, they've actually had church burnings, um, all these things are ongoing. And so you can see how Asian Access is looking to say, how can we best develop leaders in this context? And that's just one story. Uh, more recently, I've had calls from China. Uh, I was trying to get in touch with a leader recently for about two months and was in, unable to get through. And I thought, uh-oh, what's going on? And of course, most of you have heard what's going on with at least the Chinese government, the U.S. government on trade issues, you know, but maybe you don't know the deeper issues right. that there's some significant moves in China restricting religious liberty, restricting the development of NGOs, all sorts. It's across the board. It's not just religion. And I'm hearing enormous pressure happening. This uh, just so happened to run into this fellow I was trying to contact in a different country. And it surprised <laughs> me. It was a God moment. He looked at me. This is a miracle. He said, I've been try I cannot contact you. And he said, Joe, it's been worse uh, than it has been in 30 years. The pressure is enormous. And then he, he wasn't able to tell me at that time because I had to go interview the director of OMF. I've since learned that one of the Asian Access alums has one of the uh, most vibrant churches in Beijing. They shut down five of his sites based on what happened. I just got a note yesterday telling me of a mission that 30 missionaries were booted out of China wow. because of what's going on. And these are just small tidbits of stories. It's really rough out there right now. I just had a WhatsApp message from South Asia, and I'm going to avoid telling the country because of the situation. It's pretty hot. But uh, we were looking to send a faculty member in uh, to this country, and the faculty member got blocked. 
they will not approve the visa. And they interrogated our national director's wife because of the situation, saying, hey, what are you doing here? What's, what's, what's this group called? What are they doing? Why are you doing this? And, and he said, Joe, it's getting really intense. We really need to pray for them. These kinds of things are happening over and over again. This week, we happened to be with a leader from Bangladesh, a different country in South Asia, and he was poisoned during Ramadan. He had gone to a church camp. Uh, he was ministering there. He decided to leave early. Uh, thank God he didn't have his laptop with him. And they were trying to give him food nicely on the bus. And and uh, he was refusing, refusing, refusing. But after a while in Asia, you've got to be right. polite. So he finally took a bite and bam. Next thing you know, he woke up three days later, four days later in a hospital. He had gone completely unconscious. And thank God they didn't take his cell phone. A guy in the street found his cell phone in his pocket. He just pushed the button for the last dialed call. And they said, hey, this guy's laying on the ground. You know, can you come help we him out? We don't know who he is, but can you come help him? <laughs> right. So wow. these kinds of scenarios we're hearing all the time. Enormous pressure. So I know, and I know this is something you're wrestling with right now. How do you prepare pastors and leaders to face that kind of situations? Are there some kind of early truths that you've seen that, hey, we really need to do this or help with this or talk about this? Are there some things like that? The deeper you go in Christ, you know, flooded with Jesus, you can weather that situation. The second thing we, we focus on that really is transformational is the idea of community. Church is meant to be family. And that means that you're not just the solo guy up front preaching and teaching, you know, inspiring the crowd, you're really developing other leaders so they can reproduce disciples. In the context we work in, we try to pair people up so that they have accountable relationships. They can walk together through trials and tribulations, and it's in that connecting bonds that they can help each other out. Now, these are two things that we're already strong in. But we're, we're taking a look at this saying, what more can we do? We believe there's more out there that we don't know about that we think groups like Voice of the Martyrs could help us in. But those are the two things that are really transformational in our context. And really, they become surprisingly catalytic when it comes to missional growth. So we see disciples being made, we see disciples being reproduced, and we see churches being planted in multiplied fashion. Um, it's, it's really remarkable, some of the stories I've heard. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Joe Handley. He is the president of Asian Access. Joe, as we think about Asian Access, we think about the ministry in all the different countries— how can our listeners pray for the work that you're doing? So, of course, uh, you guys are, are phenomenal at mobilizing prayer, especially for the persecuted church. And at least a third of the countries we work in are under outright persecution, uh, at least half of them under significant duress or pressure. So please continue praying for the body of Christ worldwide in the midst of persecution. Uh, then in addition for us, we want to continue to grow. We have requests all over Asia. Right now we're looking at eight new countries that we hope wow. to open in the next two years. And so we desperately need your prayers that we would find the right people, because everything for us boils down to the right country director and, and working team. And so first is finding the right person. 
please pray that God would lead us to the right people in these countries to begin the work. And then, you know, of course, secondarily, you need money. And uh, at the end of the day, if we're going to launch something, we need the funds to make that happen. So pray for the Lord's provision. You know, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. (laughs) Money is not an issue in his kingdom. But pray that he would provide so that we can go forward. If you'd like to learn more about Asian Access, if you'll come and visit us at vomradio.net, we'll give you a link to their website. It's asianaccess.org. But come and visit us at vomradio.net. We'll give you a link there. Joe, last question, and I want to speak specifically about the leaders in those nations where they're facing persecution. How do we pray especially for them and specifically for them in those contexts where they're leading a church or they're planting a church. And, you know, like you've talked about, the police might show up on Sunday and say, hey, you're done. You can't meet anymore. How do we pray for those pastors and leaders? So a lot of them have been down this road many times before, and they're very concerned about their children or the next generation. Uh, Some of them have had to send their children to other countries to get high school education um, or whatnot because of the death threats on their lives. I've literally talked to their children who are deathly afraid for their parents. Mom, Dad, why do you stay there? You've, you've got a ticket out. You know people in the West. You could easily go out, and yet they feel committed to stay. Pray that God would give them the, the perseverance to follow through on their call, but also pray for this next generation. They have not faced the pressures that their parents and grandparents have had. And so that dynamic is, is pretty important today, I think. So please pray for them. Um, those that are under significant duress, pray that God would comfort them. Pray that God would walk with them. Pray that God would be with them. Uh, for those countries where, given the unique dynamics politically in the world today, where walls are closing down, where you can't get funding in, pray for their provision. At some point in time, because of what's happening, things are going to have to be localized on every level, not just the leadership training and the faculty, but the funding. And so pray that they will have the resolve to be able to carry forward because they know how important this is. I would just say continue doing what you guys do well. Pray for the persecuted church. Pray for those who are pressured. Uh, pray especially right now for the Church of China and the, the churches in South, South Asia right now. They're under significant duress. And we always hope that uh, Voice of the Martyrs Radio is equipping people to pray, so I, uh, I appreciate that response. Our guest today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio has been Joe Handley. He's the president of Asian Access. They train leaders to increase their capacity for gospel work and other kinds of work in the kingdom. Joe, it's been a great pleasure to have you here. Thank you for your work, and thank you for being our guest on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thanks for having us today, Todd. Again, if you come to vomradio.net, we'll give you a link to the Asian Access website. You can learn more about their ministry You can also hear every past episode of VOM Radio. We've had guests from China and some of the other nations that we've talked about today. You can hear all of their stories at vomradio.net. A very important date is coming up, Sunday, November 4th. It's the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, when believers across the globe unite to remember our brothers and sisters 
who are suffering for the name of Christ. Just think of the power in your church to pray for those who are being persecuted. And you could be the one that gets your whole church involved. When you visit vomradio.net slash IDOP for International Day of Prayer, we'll give you a free video that you can share in your church or in your Sunday school class or in your small group, as well as other resources to help you get other Christians involved in praying for our brothers and sisters. Again, that's vomradio.net slash IDOP. David Shestikov pastored a church in Uzbekistan. As a young pastor, he had an idealized notion of how well he would handle persecution or imprisonment for his faith. But when he was arrested at church one Sunday morning and placed in a jail cell, the true difficulty of the situation began to sink in very quickly. You're going to hear his story next week right here on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.